It's growing in our world. We use it for transportation, we use it for recreation, and for some of us, because of our human nature, we use it to go fast. Welcome to Point Forward Bikes, where we're going to discuss NICA, the Wisconsin Interscholastic Cycling League, and the race season that we are in. Thanks for joining us. We've got a great show today. On this episode, we'll cover Truck Trail's last race of the year. Renee Griswold joins us to discuss everything that's coming at us, including the grid activities, a demonstration for the Teen Trail Corps, on the bike games, as well as a dance on Saturday night, and then we get into the racing on Sunday. This podcast is brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy and Point Forward Performance, moving you in the right direction. Hello, this is John, and welcome to the podcast. And today I have Renee Griswold, our race, oh wait, league director. I almost... I almost, I don't know, maybe I upgraded or downgraded you there. So welcome, <laughs> Renee. So here we are. Uh, this is the last race. And tell me, how is this one going to be different from the other races this season? Just bigger. Um, we have, I just checked, we have 1,030 athletes registered as of about 15 minutes ago. Um, our biggest race up until this point was our very first one at Telemark with only 800 athletes, only 800 athletes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's going to be the biggest, uh, the biggest change is ever, it's just going to be bigger, better, more, more of everything. And when is the cutoff for, um, sign up? So pre-registration closes tonight at 1159. So Tuesday at 1159 is our closing. However, we will still do on-site registration. Athletes can register up to an hour before their race which comes in handy for those who might be unsure if they can make it this weekend, unsure if they wanna race this weekend, you can do the pre-ride on Saturday, see how confident you feel on the course and then make a decision after. Um, it, we, we will register you this weekend, um, but if you can get registered tonight, it helps us get our waves together. It gives you your starting position that you've earned so far this season if you've done other races. Um, it just helps us with our planning if you can get it done, but, um, but we'll take you up till an hour before. So and this this race is at Trek, which has been they they've grown in. I mean, they've always been a big supporter, but they've grown to be just an absolutely fabulous supporter of the league. Can you share some of the ways that Trek actually goes above and beyond to help make this event successful? So NICA would not be what it is without Trek. They are an incredible supporter um, from a, a obviously a financial and resources standpoint and being uh, the experts in the field of, of what we do in, in the biking world, but um, they really, Trek really believes in the mission of NICA. They, they support our efforts to get more bikes, more kids on bikes. They support mission of the strong minds, bodies, characters, communities through cycling. They grant support for every, every league's raffle um, by donating an awesome mountain bike, a very high-end bike. Uh, that we raffle off this weekend. They give excellent support to a scholarship program called Pathfinders, which uh, goes to athletes who may not otherwise be involved in mountain biking. And that's a nationwide program and, and it's very uh, well-funded here in Wisconsin. Um, but we also get to do amazing things here in our state that other leagues don't get to do like race at Trek Farms. Um, this is a place where uh, the employees get to enjoy their their lunch breaks or after dinner breaks um, out on the trails, but it's also the place where professional riders come. It's a place where they they test bikes. Um, it's close to the public, so we are getting a very special opportunity by being to race it, being able to race a track. So we're very grateful for their support, and they're helping us put on a great show and a great party this weekend. So, do you think um, 
Do you think that alone is why we see such a large, like this will probably be our largest group of athletes at an event, that at least this year. But do you think that track sponsorship and help with it is the reason why? I think it's a big part of it. Um, I think it's the excitement that we can create. It's the last race of the season. We've built up to this sort of grand finale. Um, it's also geographically in a very convenient location for most of our, our athletes population. Um, it's it's uh, kind of centralish to to where a lot of our teams are located. It's still quite a drive for some of the teams, but um, it and they have the space for us to all be there together, which is another big contributing factor. So let's talk about the race guide, because that is something that you and Angela and, and even myself at times, we've all pushed, like refer to the race guide. Let's just get that out there. What is it? Why is it important? It's basically your handbook to race weekend. And it's long. It's a it's a slide deck. So you have to page through it. The, the beginning of it starts off with things that apply to all the races. How do you register? Um, where do you go when you get there? What time do things start and end? Um, what does the schedule for the weekend look like? Then it gets into our special activities that we do with Grit and Adventure and Teen Trail Corps. Then we go into each specific venue and we've left all the venues in there. We like it to be able to, people can go back and check race results. They can get links to photos from past races. But for the Trek race, it has our schedule for the weekend. It has the map of the venue. It has a little flyer about the special activities that we have. And then after you get past that information, it talks about how to be a good spectator, what's on your packing list so you don't leave anything behind. Um, it's all things that you need to know. It's one of those things that um, you can either literally or metaphorically stick up on your fridge and have everything that, that you need to know. And this one, because of it being the last race of the season, there's a lot of special events that we're having. I know I took a, a glance at the schedule last night in our meeting, and it's laid out really nicely as far as some of the things. Can you highlight some of the events that we'll have this weekend? So fun. So NICA is uh, fully on display in its racing all the time. Um, it, it's often top of mind for people that NICA is a racing program, but we have a lot of other areas of programming as well. And we've highlighted some of that over the course of the season. We're really gonna uh, make sure we get the, the biggest shout out to all those other components of NICA this weekend. So we have our GRIT program, which is Girls Riding Together. They will start an activity at 1130. I believe it's a rock painting activity this weekend and uh, you're supposed to wear your onesies. So um, you can, can have that little fun added in if you've got one. Um, then the, the girls will go out on their pre-ride at 1230. The pre-ride opens to everybody after that. Later in the afternoon, while the pre-ride is still going on, so you have to kind of budget your time. What do you want to do? Where do you want to pre-ride? What, what are these other activities are you interested in? We have an awesome opportunity to do a Teen Trail Corps demonstration. And Teen Trail Corps, as you heard Mike talk about a few weeks ago, is trail maintenance, trail care, and uh, a component of our programming for athletes to, to pay back and learn and respect the trails that we ride. Uh, Trek has given us a little piece of trail that we can actually work on this weekend um, at four o'clock on Saturday. So Mike and his expertise uh, with some of the trail folks from Trek will be out on a trail with tools and um, helping to maintain and rebuild some of the features that are out there. So we encourage you to uh, bring some work gloves, some sturdy shoes, um, meet at the Teen Trail Court tent at four o'clock and head out with Mike to, to learn a little bit more about that program. And then at five o'clock, we have uh, our adventure on the bike games, which have been hugely successful this year. Um, it brings all the teams together in 
a more social uh, setting with bike limbo, cardboard slide, um, uh, foot down, all kinds of games that Mike, or that uh, Joe rather has put together. And those will be from five o'clock to six o'clock and those are done at our staging. So that covers our grit, our team trail core and our adventure, which are the other programs of NICA. But then Trek is also throwing a big party for uh, the night. We are gonna do a big dance party down by the pump track, which unfortunately is out of commission. They're rebuilding it. Um, but down in that area, for those of you who are familiar, we'll have a big dance party um, DJed by one of our coaches. And uh, it's gonna be a glow party. You can come in a costume, you can bring glow sticks. Um, you can even dress fancy for homecoming if you want. It's kind of choose your own adventure, but a nice dance party um, with refreshments and fun. Um, that will be from seven o'clock to 8.45 because after that we want everybody to get to bed and get ready for their race on Sunday. So lots of things to keep you busy on Saturday, um, more than just racing this weekend. And we've got a big raffle. Oh, huge raffle. <laughs> so that's on Sunday. After we're done racing, we're going to do the big raffle. Uh, that'll be around at four o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Trek has set up a nice tent for us so we um, can get out of the sun or, or and hopefully just out of the sun. No, no, no other poor weather to get out of, just nice weather. Um, we have over 40 prizes that we uh, for our raffle this season. Our sponsors have been super supportive. We have wheel sets from Hayes with and coolers and swag from them as well. Um, the Rudy Project is a new NICA partner and they have donated a helmet and all kinds of swag. We have posters signed by the Trek Factory Racing Team. We have entries to races uh, all over the region, um, like the Wars races, the Bora Epic, the Schwamagon races, um, all kinds of races. We have entries for, for next season, all kinds of squirt products. We have gift cards to Eric's Bike Shop. Um, Wheel and Sprocket is our platinum sponsor. They have donated some very large gift cards um, for some really nice bike service or contribute or to be put towards a new bike in the future. They have also just yesterday decided to donate two e-bikes to our raffle. So we're really excited about that. Um, and then of course, Trek as the title sponsor has provided us with several helmets, light sets, shoes, and the big grand prize, which is a Trek Top Fuel 9.8, um, and that's valued at more than $6,000. So we'll be raffling that off um, just after four o'clock on Sunday before we do race awards. So super exciting. So that, I mean, the raffle itself is huge and our vendors and our, our sponsors have contributed so much. And it, but it is a huge fundraiser for our league. Can you tell me what those funds, how those are allocated? We hope that we bring in about $100,000 this year. Last year we did $96,000. So we're hoping to, to get into that six figure number this season. Um, the, the ticket tallies are still being um, calculated by our raffle coordinator. And half of those proceeds go directly back to the team. Whatever a team sells, they give half to the league and they keep half for themselves. And so that's a very significant amount of money for the 81 teams that we have in the league. And it allows teams to purchase things like trailers, um, loaner bikes, they can get bike tools, they have purchased canopies that they uh, can use in their pit zone. And really most importantly, giving scholarships to the student athletes. Um, we use a big part of our, our, our funds for the league for that. And I know that teams do as well. So th this fundraiser allows for bigger and better participation in our league at the team level and at the state level. So if you could, like if you had unlimited funds based on those sales and everything else, what would you use it for, Renee? What would be something you would love to see the league do? 
Well, um, there's some practical things that, that we would need to consider. Um, we could definitely replace some of our aging equipment. Um, we would love to purchase an ATV. We would love to purchase a truck that would pull our trailers so we can um, take that burden off of our volunteers. Um, but you know, besides those logistical sort of things that would make our race weekends easier, um, our mission is to get more kids on bikes. And the biggest barrier to doing that can be the cost of a quality mountain bike. If we could provide a bike and a helmet and, and all the other accompanying gear, even a bike rack um, for families so they can get their athlete to and from where they need to go, it would take that barrier away. And I think it would allow us to reach further into the communities of Wisconsin and really accomplish that mission. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get a bike donation this season. And um, in our off season, we will start to put together a program where we are going to travel um, these bikes around the, the state to try to introduce the sport, but those bikes belong to the league and we have to keep them with us to keep doing that program. So you get a kid really interested and then you kind of leave them hanging. So I would love to be able to like leave a bike with them when we leave, but um, we're not there yet. But, but something I would like to do is, is just really take that barrier away from, from athletes so they can be part of our sport. Okay. Now move, let's move away from the raffle. Let's talk about the race again. Is there anything special uh, that our athletes should be preparing for for this race? Two big things, um, but they are related. One is going to be very crowded on course. Um, the last race that our athletes raced was Nordic Mountain, which was half the size or less than half the size of this trek race because we only had half the league there at a time. So the number of athletes on course is going to be more. We will space the waves out as best we can to put as much distance between the athletes as we can. Um, but the sun does eventually go down. So we need to make sure we fit the races all into the day as well. Um, so because it's gonna be so crowded on course, I really strongly encourage athletes this week and with their coaches help, practice your passing. Not only how to pass, but how to be passed. So if you are, uh, if someone's behind you saying, politely, um, may I have a pass please, may I have a pass please, or passing when it's safe, um, really look for that opportunity, be open-minded about it, find a, find a small space where you can just um, gradually slow down, let them by, and then pick it back up again. You don't have to come to a complete stop, but look for those opportunities to be a cooperative racer on course. I think that is gonna help athletes to be the most successful this weekend. That's gonna be their biggest challenge. Um, the course itself uh, does offer some challenges as well. Um, but you got, but the athletes have been working all season. There's not going to be anything that's over anybody's head. Um, some of our more novice riders might find a few places that are particularly challenging, um, but I think our athletes are ready for it. They've been training for this all season, um, but, but really do work on that passing so everybody can, can have their best race. Yeah. And this is kind of the culmination of the skills they've built through the year at this point or through our season and through their riding. So they'll see a lot of everything, but nothing that should be like a, a complete obstruction by any stretch. No, not at all. Um, you know, there, we, we call them when we're setting up a race, we call them inclusivity points. And those might be places where a more advanced athlete doesn't even notice it's a hard thing to do. And an athlete who's riding uh, early in their experience uh, might find it to be a little bit more of a challenge and may need to put a foot down to get around it. But, um, you know, we have a couple of those on course, but, but again, the athletes have really worked hard to get here. Um, there's a real long, long climb. <laughs> so you'll, those of you who like that uh, will enjoy that, but then there's a really great reward after that climb as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And the thing to remember about this trail is it's not just 
when Trek invites people in, they're very select about who they bring in. And they bring in certainly Nika, but they've also brought in, I mean, this is the course that pros will race on, or pieces of it anyway. Yeah, it's a great place for, for everyone. It, it does have something for everyone. You know, there's mm -hmm. certainly the green trails, the blue trails, and the black trails. And and we'll use the ones uh, that are to our athletes' abilities. Um, but yes, there are definitely some places out there that, that'll make your head spin. Yeah, and I think it's also important that we mention there are some structures out on the property that Trek allows us on that we should stay off of. Right. The, anything, you know, as per usual with NICA races, uh, if it's a wooden feature, uh, we do not ride it. So um, those will all be have, they'll have lines around if they're near the course. Um, but there definitely are some big sections uh, that would be dangerous uh, for our athletes to be on. Basically, we need to ride the course and only the course. Um, we The pump track, as I mentioned earlier, is closed. It's being rebuilt. And man, is it going to be spectacular when it's done. Um, but other than the course and the warm-up area, uh, the rest of the, the, the facility is off limits to us, and we want to be respectful of that. Okay, so let's move into, um, well, staging times. There's still, we, we're waiting on everybody to register yet, so we can't really get that out, but they will be in the race guide, correct? They will be in the race guide. Um, I'm going to say no later than Thursday evening, but really hopefully sooner than that. Um, we're we're going to try to turn it around as quickly as we can because it's going to be such a big schedule. Okay. Um, so let's talk volunteer opportunities. There's always some. There's always some. Um, course marshals continue to be our big one. Uh, we have shifts of two to three hours at a time, and it's not required, but helpful uh, as a course marshal for this particular venue if you do have a bike because some of the points are a little bit further out there. Um, not a deal breaker, though. If you don't mind a little bit of a hike, um, we'd be happy to have you help us out as a course marshal, um, which is not a, an intimidating position. Um, it's it's being in the woods with a radio and an orange vest. So if an athlete has an issue, you can help get them help. Um, you don't necessarily have to be the expert in everything. We just need you to be able to operate a radio to get the right people there to be helpful to that athlete. Um, we also are going to be parking more cars than we've parked all year. We have finish line responsibilities, um, all kinds of things. Whatever you're interested in, I'm sure we can find something for you. Okay. So going into the last race, if you had a superpower, Renee, what, what would it, if you could choose one, what would it be? Uh, to be in more places than one at a time. Uh, there's a lot going on over race weekend, and um, I, I sometimes miss the fun stuff because I'm doing some sort of work someplace else, um, and I would love to be able to just stand out on the race course all day long and watch the athletes. Um, so if I could be in more than one place at a time, I think that would be really helpful. Okay, so <laughs> multiple Renees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what did I miss? What else would you like to, to throw out before we end this? Well, I, this has been my first season in this position, and it has been a fantastic experience. The people that are part of this organization and make these races happen, that make practices happen, that do our extra programming, um, just have been so supportive and so welcoming to me in this new role, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I think that we are this league is in a fantastic place. Um, it, it was, it's been founded on strong footing and um, we have only up to go. It's, it's going to continue to grow and, and be a great experience for kids. And I'm just really grateful for, for the warm welcome that I've had these last several months. Awesome. All right. Well, and you can say hi to Renee wherever you happen to see one of her at the race, right? <laughs> 
I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably only one of you, though, right? <laughs> it would make a good Halloween costume. It would. That's, yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll keep that in mind. All right. Well, thanks so much, Renee. We'll see you at the race. My pleasure. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy and Point Forward Sports Performance. Find us on the web at pointforwardphysicaltherapy.com.